one of Motherful. Powerful moms, powerful topics. My name is Emmy. And I'm Kayla. We're here to introduce ourselves to you as our host. As a warning, we're both moms and our children are both in the house. So if you hear screaming at any point throughout any of the episodes that we record, you should probably just ignore it and assume that it's fine. Also a secondary warning, we both work full time. So we're not actually sure how often we'll be able to record and release our podcast, but we're going to try our best to do at least two a month is what we're aiming for. The third warning is that a lot of the topics that we're going to be talking about are very sensitive and should you should just assume that they have trigger warnings to go along with them. We will include it in each of the, the episodes that we release what we are talking about. So if you're not t- comfortable with that topic, you don't necessarily need to listen. So we're going to go ahead and describe ourselves and we're first going to describe the other person because, you know, you never can really describe yourself as well as one of your closest friends really can. True. So to me, Kayla is always a struggle to describe her just because I don't know the words to put. I just know how she makes me feel. And that's a really powerful thing to say about someone, you know, whenever you look back on your life. You don't always remember all of the memories. You just remember how people made you feel in that current time. But I do know about Kayla is that she's extremely hardworking. She's a fighter and she doesn't give up on anything that she's passionate about. She is a neat freak. 100%. (laughs) Uh, You should see her kitchen. Not a single thing out of place if she can control it. Uh, she's very passionate about everything that she involves herself with, whether it be her family, her work, her writing, and I would say her biggest flaw is that she is too sweet to the point where she some she always wants to see the the best in people that sometimes they take advantage of her. At the same time, she is sees the worst in herself at times and doesn't see how amazing she is on her own. Well, I can pretty much say that it's almost describing you too. <laughs> like you're very much like when I first met you, I instantly thought to myself, I want to be more like her. Like Emily was so outgoing and outspoken and she just, she had the right thing to say out of always. She could always make people smile and it was her, almost like her job. Like she felt like she had to, be there for everybody and she always was like if you wanted to know someone with a heart of gold she's sitting right here and she never let you down if you needed a pencil if you needed a hug a shoulder to cry on um I remember one night we worked back-to-back shifts at McDonald's and we needed someone to keep us awake so we stayed the night at my old college apartment she was there so she was just always the person I relied on and she literally was my sister is my sister my other half and can be very much described as just that person you can always, always rely on no matter what. And I wouldn't want to rely on anyone else besides her. You forgot the part where you were supposed to describe yourself. Oh, myself? (laughs) Well, I would describe myself as almost the complete opposite. I mean, yes, I'm very articulate and a perfectionist at most, but if many people could see the house that we are in right now, I would not say I'm very clean and organized at this moment, but, um, got three kiddos, so, yeah, that kind of takes a toll. Um, but yeah, I guess I could say most of the other things you hit that on. Yeah. And you? I would definitely describe myself as pretty easygoing. Mm-hmm. Um, along with that, I'm very non-judgmental. I've had a lot of people 
be cautious about sharing what they've gone through in their life. For example, I had a coworker one time that had gotten a DUI and got mm-hmm. her license taken and her car, her plates taken, mm-hmm. and she was afraid to tell me. But it's like, you know, that's your life. Like, yeah. I, I don't agree with some of the choices people make, but Cam and I, my husband, have this saying that it's not my circus, not my monkeys. True. So, like, what you decide to do with your life doesn't really affect me. And so I'm going to do my best for myself, and I just hope the best is the same for other people. Uh, along with all of those things, I'm very much so a busybody, which mm-hmm. I recently discovered is a trauma response to what yeah. I went through as a kid. Yeah. But you know me, I'm always doing something. I'm always like, ooh, what can I do next? Ooh, I have an hour of free time. What can mm-hmm. I find to do? And uh, with being easygoing and non-judgmental, I would say I'm a very patient person, and if you knew my husband, I would have to be to be mm-hmm. married to him, mm-hmm. and his family is always like, oh my goodness, I don't know how you can put up with him. Same with my husband, yep. But it's it's just a part of who I am, and I think I got that trait definitely from my dad. He He's a very patient person, but what do you think is one of your biggest flaws? Um, Being very easily gullible and manipulated. I can say you hit that one on the nail like I can tell I'm just I'm that person where I want to be nice to you and I don't expect anything back that would definitely be the biggest I guess character flaw that I would have I think that would be almost yours too like you you're too like you're like perfectly sweet like perfectly honest and you're just like I said a heart of gold and that's can be people take advantage of that too I would say in my head I'm a lot meaner than what I am in real life like Sometimes I get in moods where I'm like, oh, please cross me so I can say <laughs> fuck you to you, you know? But then you never do that, but, really. Right, like, if something yeah. happens, they, I'm like, oh, I'm too nice to actually be mean to you. Like, yeah. And it, it's one of the things that I've been working on, really, is to be kind to other people because mm-hmm. you never really know what they're going through in their own minds. But one of my biggest flaws, I said, was I can come off as being cold. Uh, Kim tells me all the time that I just... I need to be more aware of how I talk to people. And a lot of it is because I have a dry sense of humor. So I'm a lot of times just joking, but mm-hmm. people take it very seriously. People are easily offended these days, too. That's true. So. But uh, also, one of my biggest flaws is uh, I'm a procrastinator. Uh, 100% in, in college, I was writing six-page papers the night before they were due because I had three weeks to work on them, but mm-hmm. might as well wait until the last night, you know. Well, that's when your best work happens, when you're under stress. <laughs> so we're going to go into the timeline of how we met and how we got to this point of creating the podcast. So Kayla and I met our second semester freshman year. We were both communications majors, and we participated in a program called the Emerging Leaders Program. And it was kind of ironic because we were the same age, you're actually a little older than I am, but I was actually your mentor yep. because I had completed the program the semester before and joined on as being a mentor for the program. Mm-hmm. I even have a memory jar that I created when I was in college from the first time that we met. And I don't know if I ever told you this before, but I wrote in the jar on one of my notes, I said, I met someone just like me. She likes monsters. <laughs> And she loves writings, and we're both comm majors, and Mm -hmm. that was communications, I guess I shouldn't say comm, but people didn't know what that means. Outside of the Emerging Leaders Program, I don't think we were really friends until almost a Mm year-ish later. 
because even that summer after our freshman year, we were both in Clarion, Mm -hmm. and we just didn't hang out at all that summer. But then we started having, we each had a class together each semester from that time on, though. And do you remember, like, a specific turning point of when we were like, hey, I kind of like you, you know? Uh, I don't really remember either. I Mm -hmm. think it was just at that point, we were both communications majors, and then we just started having all these classes together, Mm -hmm. and so we're like, hey. Yeah. Let's go get lunch and breakfast at Gimmel. Yeah. You and your chai teas all the time. You were, like, bookwork with that. So we lived together the summer after our sophomore year, and the apartment that we (laughs) lived in was not great. It was completely furnished, so that was, Mm -hmm. I think, why we chose it, but it was extremely hot with no air conditioning. Mm -hmm. I remember there were days that we would literally be laying on the floor, sprawled out in front of our fan. I think we only had, like, one fan. Yep, it was one fan. And we were just so hot. And from that summer, we, we definitely bonded a lot. Uh, we, you were working at Subway, I was working at McDonald's, we would go hiking, we would have craft nights, mm-hmm. we would just do, I guess, at that point, we weren't 21, so we didn't, True. we didn't go out, you know, that we actually drank in our apartment, and we, no. damn, we were good girls. I know we were, <laughs> we didn't do it, the baddest thing we did was stay up all night watching How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, good show. And then I had been involved in a a club called University Activities Board, UAB for short, my entire college career. And our senior year, I made you join. I was like, hey, we need a secretary, (laughs) and you should join and do that. And then our senior year, it was basically like, hey, where are we going? Are we Mm -hmm. going to the the UAB office, or are we going to the Clarion Call office? Because at the time, you were the editor for the the paper. So it was like, we were always in one of the offices. Mm -hmm. We were always together at that point. I mean, I don't even remember a day where we didn't have at least one meal together or at least spend an hour or two together. Like, we were just bound at the hip, so to speak. And then the summer before our senior year, I had met my my current husband. Current husband, like I had more than one. (laughs) But my husband, Cameron, and we met on Tinder, and I didn't tell anyone, even you, where Mm -hmm. I was going that day. I just kind of got in the car, and I... I hopped and I drove almost an hour to meet him. Mm-hmm. And you and I got back and I told you what I did. You were so mad. You yeah. were like, you could have been killed. I went full out mom on you. Yep. I remember I was in my parents' car going home for the weekend when you sent me a text that you were going to go meet a guy and a friend at a pool in a local like apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And your friend and this guy were like couch hopping at the time. And I remember freaking out in the back of my mom's car. And I'm like, we need to go back. After I graduated college, uh, Cameron and I moved to North Carolina for four and a half years where we had our daughter, Luna, and we just recently moved back to be closer to our family. Uh, Our grandparents are getting older and not doing so well, so we just kind of, I, I should say I, not him, (laughs) I wanted to be closer to my grandparents and my family so Luna could get to know them. And I also wanted to be in the same town as you again. Yeah, because I was one of those people that after I graduated high school, I did leave. I go went to college, but then I came back to my hometown. That's where my parents were. They had their own business, and they had their own rental apartment. So I was able to 
captivate that opportunity. I still had to pay rent, though, so didn't get uh, let off easy, but that was a good thing. Thanks, Mom and Dad, for teaching me that. Uh, had to throw that in there in case they're <laughs> listening. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but then I was actually at a wedding of a friend, and that's where I met my current husband. I was the dog watcher, and he was one of the groomsmen, and I remember I was wearing a dress and heels, and I threw the ball into the creek for the dog, and I was trying to go get it, and he went out. And he helped me, and he kind of, that kind of went on from there. And then we got married and had a little one named Carly, and I took on two of his kiddos that I see as my own. And so we have three kiddos, so less less traveling than Emmy has, but a lot of traveling in the town with kids and ex- taking them on adventures and seeing them grow. That's its own adventure in itself. I would like to add in here, like, I have my one daughter, and I think I would literally die <laughs> if I had to take care of three children. Like, I can barely take care of myself and Cameron and one child, let alone three. It is it is fun. I would have to say being a step-parent is a lot harder than being a biological parent. There are a lot more boundaries to kind of go through and a lot of obstacles, and that's why that's kind of one of the topics later on that we talk yeah, about. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about co-parenting and being a bonus mom as one of the topics in later on when we record uh, I see in your notes here you have something about a camping trip oh my gosh yes yeah. so that was kind of one of one of my top five favorite memories of us one because we went camping with not just like a small group group but with like a larger group I think there were like five or six of us total mm. four or five Sounds right. Four or five, yes. I remember Dylan being there. Yeah. Yeah, He's the main person (laughs) that made that trip memorable. So there was was this uh, gentleman who went to college with us, and he went down to this camping trip. And the camping trip was great. We would hike down to this little lake area down to the Clarion River. We set up our tent. We put all of our cold stuff in the nearby creek so it stayed cool, and we set up our tent. But I remember in the middle of the night, he got up to go pee and forgot to shut the tent door, and it was freezing. It got down to, like, what, 40 or 30 degrees? I, I don't know, but I swear we picked the coldest night yeah. of the entire summer. Let's yeah. just say it was summer, and it was, like, 40 degrees, and it was miserable overnight. Yes, it was terrible. And it, it was, like, we were all friends, but not, like, close enough friends that we could all, like, share the same sleeping blanket and cuddle. So it was very awkward and very kind of humiliating after that point in time and it was just yeah I think there were five of us though and like yeah, a four, four or three four person tent yeah. like it was definitely not comfortable like mm-hmm. you could not move but yeah but yeah one of my favorite memories I have actually two that I wrote down and I'll just briefly go into them here um my first favorite is my 21st birthday party mm-hmm. because you had created a checklist of yes. 21 things that I needed to do on my 21st birthday I don't remember all of them. I still have the list somewhere, but you know how that mm-hmm. goes. Like, it's yeah. somewhere it, it, within my things. Uh, some of them were doing 21 shots, which I definitely don't think I did. Nope. I uh, got to, like, 10, <laughs> 10 or 11. I might have done 21 between, like, the birthday weekend, like, yes. the two days. Um, get 21 signatures from strangers in the bar, which I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, get carried into the bar, which, is, side note, my mom actually carried me into the bar. I, I, I realize now that that was maybe a little bit weird to have your mom take you out drinking on your 21st birthday bar hopping. Yeah. But my mom was there. True. So yeah. um, another one was getting signed on my body. So I had mm-hmm. one of my gay friends sign my boob. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, and the second favorite memory that I have was your baby shower whenever you were pregnant with Carly because I didn't tell you that I was coming up I actually Mm -hmm. told you 
I was on my way to get a puppy, I think, or yes. something like that. Yes. And we were actually in the car driving up here. And it was a surprise for you, mm-hmm. the baby shower. I feel like you probably kind of knew that it yeah. was coming. Yep. Um, you just didn't necessarily know when it was. And when you got to the baby shower, I was hiding off to the side. So mm-hmm. every, you walked in, everyone was like, surprise! And mm-hmm. like I was standing off to the side. And then you like were like looking around, and I'm like, surprise! Yep, I was secretly, as soon as I walked in, I'm like, oh, I wish I was here instead of getting that darn puppy. And I remember looking to the left, and there you were. And I'm like, oh! It was wonderful. I think that was definitely one of my favorite memories because I, and we'll get into this later on in a different episode, but I knew that you were struggling being pregnant, Mm -hmm. also planning a wedding and with your eating disorder and your body image issues. Like I knew that that was going to be a hard time Mm -hmm. for you. And we definitely had a pretty good heart to heart in the bathroom then of your baby shower. And so that was one of my my favorite memories. Uh, so we'll go into the be- be- <laughs> brief background. Uh, we did never say that we were professional talk hosts on any sort of radio, so you'll probably hear a lot of that random sound effect noises. It, it, it makes time. it more personal. Right. Um, so the br- brief background that I'm going to give of why we got involved with the podcast is that I was sexually assaulted as a kid by a member of my family. And I don't know how old I was when it started. I don't know how old I was when it ended. Um, And that that kind of always has has bothered me. And a lot of my memories, my brain hid in the, like, I don't remember a lot of my childhood. So I don't really remember everything that happened. And a lot of what I'm going through right now is I'm working on healing that trauma because for so long, for 20 plus years at this point, I hid it in the back of my mind and there were literally times where even in college when those thoughts started coming up, I'm like, "Mm, I could deal with this trauma or I could just join another club. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I viewed it. And I just went and I did something else. So that's why I wanted to do the podcast is to help heal myself and to help heal everyone else and talk about topics that should be talked about that happen every single day, Mm -hmm. but no one talks about. Yeah. And I kind of went through a kind of similar experience when I was younger. I was, well, kind of be brief, 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 brief background. background. Uh, my family moved a lot. Um, I think between grades six through, I think it was like three through six, I was in like three or four different schools and moved halfway across, not halfway, but two or three hours away from all our family. So a lot of change, and I do not like change. Um, I literally had a meltdown when my dad put a ceiling fan in my room when I was 12. Like, full out tears, breaking down, said I was going to die because my dad was drilling a hole in my ceiling fan. Um, so when I was 11 years old, I kind of took control of the only thing I thought I had, and that was my weight. Um, I got down um, to a very unhealthy weight and was diagnosed with anorexia when I was 11. Uh, hospitalized three times over a course of four years. Um, longest time I was in a hospital for six months. I was down in uh, Hershey. A lot of people at school thought I was pregnant because I was gone that time. And when I came back, I had a lot more weight on me, so it kind of gave in to what they were thinking. So that's kind of a whole different other trauma story I had to deal with. But then I had so many different health conditions that I had because of it. I had a heart condition. Um, I was told I could never have kids because of how hard I had damaged my body and it just followed me my eating disorder I named him Ed 
Um, he followed me through college, through my adult life, through getting pregnant with my daughter. And it's funny you brought up the heart-to-heart talk in the bathroom because I had kind of shut that out in my head because that was such a hard time for me, like that baby shower. So everybody seeing me pregnant and my belly finally showing and having to still eat and not being able to run because running was like my coping skill. Like run three or four or five, six miles a day and I would be okay. Like that was just something I always dealt with. And it wasn't until after my daughter was born and my husband really helped me a lot that I kind of started to get a hold of Ed and now I've been doing well. So moving into the purpose, other than what we just talked about, the Mm -hmm. purpose of our podcast is when I first moved back to Pennsylvania, I told Kayla that I was struggling with dealing with my abuse as a kid. And in my head, there's it's like a puzzle. And I have the border pieces, but I don't have the middle pieces to make the full picture. And I realized that what if it doesn't matter what the puzzle looks like? Like, the past is the past. It happened. And while I still need to deal with and heal from that trauma, what's important to me is helping other people get the help that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, I even told you as we started planning this, I, I had the thought that, it made me very emotional that I don't think that there will be a single person listening that won't have a relatable story. Mm -hmm. Everyone's gone through something. Everyone's had, like, we're going to talk about those topics. We're going to talk about what makes us all ourselves. And it's just, it's powerful to think about how many people am I talking to that have been sexually abused? Mm -hmm. How many people are you talking to that have been, had eating disorders? Like, everyone that I choose to share my story with they're like oh well this also happened to me like Mm -hmm. and it's just like no one's fucking okay like we're all we're all struggling a little bit you know and as one of the thoughts crossed into my head as we were getting ready to record is like am I ready to do this and the answer is no but like also it's it's needed and yeah. and I need it for myself and I need it to help other people but just as a another warning that I should have included at the beginning is I will probably cry <laughs> I I'm I'm just a very yeah. emotional person Same. and especially as we start diving deeper into both my past your past and if we get some people that want to share their stories with us on this podcast like I am definitely an empath and I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to cry with you like that's just it's just me, like, so overwhelming mm-hmm. in emotions. And that's what we want, to. Like, we want you guys who are listening, if you've been through something like what we've been through, to cry it out. Get it out. Let your emotions take over and let's deal with it together. Let's talk about it together. Let's really bring what we are struggling with to light so that we can not only overcome it, but take it and let it empower us. So some of the things... Did you have anything else that you wanted to say as far as the purpose of why that you yep. feel like you wanted to do this? Okay. Some of the things that we're going to be talking about is obviously um, my past with sexual abuse, Kayla's past with her eating disorder, mm-hmm. um, other topics such as modern body image issues, yeah. um, co-parenting, becoming an instant family, being a bonus mom, all of those things wrapped in one, and... We're going to do a thing called a mystery host topic where we'll both pick topics that the other person's not going to know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. I've already started planning out mine in my head. Same I, here. I, I don't want to give away anything that would tip you off. But True. I think 
doing that, uh, I specifically picked a topic that I know your family has Um, had experience with. So I don't know what your viewpoints on it are going to be. So I definitely think doing this podcast, we're going to have different opinions. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's going to be interesting to, to see where those lines are, but... Is there any topic that you're specifically excited to cover that you can think of? My mystery topic for you, because, like, it's something, like, I've been wanting to kind of talk to you about, like, get your opinion on, but, like, I'm too scared to. Okay. So I'm kind of excited to kind of put myself out there with our kind of friendship, too. It's like, okay, let's talk about this. Like, what's your opinion on this? But, yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, I definitely think, and one of the topics that we're also going to cover is how to make and maintain friends as adults Mm -hmm. because I think that's something that we both definitely struggle with. Like, even our friendship is a fucking struggle, you know, sometimes. Distance and kids. Work. Yeah. And where was I going with this? Friendship. Making friends. Making friends. It's hard. Unless alcohol is involved. Yeah. Everything's easier with alcohol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really know where I was going with that then, but... But we want to be your friends, so if you want to be our friend, too, or talk about something that you've got going on in your life, reach out to us. I mean, we have a Facebook page now. Yeah. We're going to be updating that. We have an email. You can email us on there. Um, we just actually found out what that email was because yep. we lost the email. It's yeah. motherfulpodcast, one word, at gmail.com, and our Facebook is the same, motherfulpodcast. And, yeah, if you want to give us a like, share us to your friends, the only way that we can help other people is by the more people that we reach so let us know what you think let us know what you want us to talk about let us know if you want to join us on the show and yeah and let us know if you don't like what we're talking about or if you want something to change because that's always good too no two two positive yeah, two. positive criticism i might cry if we get some bad criticism but yeah. all criticisms good criticism Is i guess they just don't have to listen if tr- they, true they're gonna just, be rude. Yeah, just turn remember off. be kind in the words of ellen degeneres yes because be apparently kind. she quote she does that at the end of her shows all the time is be kind so all right well thanks yeah that's us that's why we're doing this yeah so thanks for joining us on motherful powerful moms powerful topics